You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 89. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you wanna make an incredible income and impact as a coach, and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about how to process a fear. I'm going to share with you one of my favorite techniques to use to navigate a fear that your client might have or that maybe you have. And when I say fear, I'm talking about a fear of something bad that might happen in the future, okay? Now, this is a very common challenge that many people struggle with, and it holds many people back. So I'm going to give you an exact way and the specific questions that you can navigate. So to make this episode really helpful for you, I want you to think about some kind of decision or opportunity that you have in front of you, but you're afraid to pursue it, you're afraid to do it because you're afraid something bad might happen. Uh, Maybe there's a way that you might be considering expressing yourself or part of you you want to voice, but there's a fear of what if I say that or do that, um, something bad happens. Okay, so we have this fear or this anxiety that something uh, something bad is going to happen. Now, it's very normal as humans to have fear. Fear is a, is a very normal emotion that we experience at times. And it's very important we know how to uh, understand our fear and more importantly, how to move through it so it doesn't hold us back, okay? So the, the process I'm gonna share with you is quite simple. And when you, when you go through it, you're gonna realize how maybe the fear that you thought was so big wasn't really big after all. I call this the Wizard of Oz effect. So if you've seen The Wizard of Oz, one of the most classic and iconic films of all time, you know that the entire plot is centered around trying to uh, get to the great and powerful Oz. And the whole buildup of the film is this really powerful person and all of the characters are intimidated by him. And then at the end of the movie, what happens when they go behind the curtain and they see that it's no other than an ordinary guy just pushing some buttons behind a screen and he is no more powerful than anyone else. So this is how our fears often are experienced, how we have this idea of what they are but when we shine a light on them, they dissolve, they go away. So this is the process that you're going to take yourself and your clients through. The first thing to do is I want you to think about with whatever fear you have, what is the worst case scenario? What is the worst possible thing that could happen if you do the thing you're considering doing? So For the purposes of this episode, to give you an example, I'm going to share with you how I've um, processed a fear I had when I was getting started as a coach. And it was the fear of really going all in with my business and and, um, investing in coach training and mentorship. I was really terrified because at the time it was a significant investment. It was a five-figure investment. I was scared and uh, I was a little bit paralyzed for a moment until I learned how to process the fear 
And once I did that, I was able to make a conscious decision to move forward. So what is the worst case scenario with whatever decision you have in your life right now that you're looking at? What, what could possibly, like if you really, really let your fear um, step on the podium and air itself out, what is the worst thing that could happen? So go on and share all that. I know for me, it was, and if it helps to pause this episode and actually vocalize your answer, I encourage you to do that. I do that all the time when I, when I listen to episodes. I pause it. I say my answer out loud as if I'm getting coached in real time. And then I hit play to keep going. So what is the worst case scenario for, the, for your fear? What's really the worst case? So for me, when I was thinking of becoming a coach, um, the worst case scenario was I was going to pour so much money into becoming a coach and I wasn't going to get anything back. And the worst thing about that is that I wouldn't, if I didn't make any money, then I would be uh, unable to afford my rent at the time. And if I was unable to afford my rent, then I would have to move back home with my parents. Um, and if that happens, then the worst thing is I would need to take on some other job to make money, probably a job that I would have hated. Um, so this is what the worst case scenario looks like for me. So notice how I really kept going. And if that happens, then what? If that happens, then what? then what would be so bad? So I'm, I'm really creating a, a really powerful image of the worst case scenario. So think about for whatever kind of decision, opportunity, idea you have that you're holding back on, what is the worst case scenario for you? So that's step one. This is, there are four steps to this process of processing the fear. The second step is, is thinking about how likely your worst case scenario is to happen. On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being it's completely likely, it's really, really, really going to happen, guaranteed. And one being not at all likely, right? Given the type of person that you are, given what you've accomplished in your life, given what you've gone through, you've really got to take into consideration all of who you are when you answer this question. So given that, how likely is it that this worst case scenario is going to manifest? So when I asked myself this question, I realized it was actually a very low score. So if it, this is, might be another moment where you pause this episode and answer this question. How likely is it on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being completely likely, 1 being not at all, Given the person you are and all that you've overcome and all of the strengths that you have, how likely is it really that this worst case scenario will come true? Now, for me, when I looked at that years ago, I realized it was like a one or a two. It was really darn low. Now, when you give this answer, you're either going to have a low number or you're going to have a higher number. For most people, you're going to have a very low number. Now, I want to speak to how to approach that first before I talk about what if you really do have a high chance of this of your worst case scenario happening. So if you have a low number, I want you to answer this. What does that reveal to you? What does that reveal to you? What does that bring up when you realize how unlikely it is for your worst case scenario to happen? Probably it's very freeing. This is the Wizard of Oz effect, right? You realize you're shining a light on the fear 
Because the fear in the beginning, it's not really, it's, it's hard. You don't really know what to make of it. You just have a fear. You haven't really looked at it, right? So it's just this fear that's looming around, but you haven't really taken a good hard look at it to see how real and how powerful it really is. Oftentimes, once you look at it, it loses its power. Just like in The Wizard of Oz. Once they went behind the curtain, they looked at the little guy behind the screen and realized, oh, that's it? This is what we were worried about the whole time? This is what was scaring us? <laughs> so you probably have that kind of impact when you, when you answer that question. How low of a chance it is that your fear would come true. Now, I know that some of you are wondering, well, what if it is a high chance? Or what if I have a client who has a very high likelihood? If you gave yourself a six, a seven, an eight, a nine, or even a 10. Well, then you just simply need to ask yourself the question, well, if that really happens, then what would your backup plan be? What would your backup plan be? Because when you have a backup plan in mind, then you won't be afraid to move forward because you'll know that you still have something to fall back on. You still have something to fall back on. Now, I know that some of you listening like to go to the extremes and I've been asked so many questions in my, in my journey mentoring thousands of coaches at this point. So some people, their worst case scenario is death, right? Like completely losing your life. And one of the things I like to provide as perspective is, well, would that really be, if your worst case scenario is that you die, then would that really be the worst thing if you're living the exact life you want to live? Now, our brain at the most primitive level is worried about danger and discomfort and the unknown and ultimately death, which for, for all of us is like the greatest unknown. So anything that might create discomfort or unknown, our brain thinks it's going to kill you, it's going to hurt you, don't do it. But if we lived our lives avoiding anything that would cause us discomfort or pain we would be living a very sheltered, small, unfulfilling life. So a hard conversation that I had to have with myself years ago was what would I be willing to do even if I die? So I, when I graduated college, I decided I wanted to move across the world to teach English in China. And as I was teaching English, I was simultaneously um, starting to build up my coaching practice. I started a lot of my business out in China. And it was very scary. I had a ton of fear around what's going to happen when I get to China by myself. I don't fully understand the language or the culture. I don't, I don't know how safe it is. I had a lot of unknowns. And I was really afraid that I might not come back from the country. I thought I would die there. This was a very real fear I had especially because I grew up with a thyroid disease. So I had a lot of sensitivity around my health and just worried that things might go wrong. And then what if I can't get the proper care I need? So I really was scared that I might die. But then I asked myself, well, would it still be worth it? Right? Like, would I regret? Would I have that regret? And I realized that as long as I'm living a life that is intentional, that's aligned with my values, that's on track and, and on um, what I feel is my calling, then I'm willing to put everything on the line for that. Because I know that if I stay in comfort and I let my fear win, 
that is a much worse pain to live with. I would rather live a shorter, more meaningful, fulfilling life than a long, mediocre life. And that's an important question for you to consider for yourself. Of course, we are playing with the worst possible case scenario here, but sometimes we need to have that conversation with the primitive part of our brain so that way it could chill out a little bit. (laughs) It can just relax, all right? So if you really do have a high chance of your worst case scenario, if your brain's telling you there's a high chance, then what's your backup plan? And then really getting clear about what what do you want to live? What kind of life do you want to live? What do you most want from life? even if you're afraid, even if it puts everything on the line. Okay, so those are the first two steps for processing a fear. Take a breath. (laughs) The second part's a lot more fun. So for the second part, we do steps three and four. What we're doing is we are now letting the fear step to the side. It got enough airtime. And what we're doing now is we are inviting the best case scenario to come onto the podium and we're going to give that equal airtime. So... Given the original idea, opportunity, decision ahead of you, what would the best case scenario look like? What would it look like if you blew your own mind? Now, a lot of people don't even consider this because they've let their fear hog up the podium. They've let their fear talk and talk and create all of this clutter in their brain. So this is a part where you've really got to let yourself imagine possibilities. Give yourself permission to dream big. What would the absolute best case scenario be for you? What would the best case scenario look like? And really get specific about it. So with my example of starting a coaching business, I thought, okay, well, the best case scenario would be that I go all in with my coaching And my business takes off and I get to make a big difference on people's lives and I get to have total financial freedom and I get to run a business I love and be my own boss, have all of that flexibility and create the life I actually want to create, travel around the world, have time for my friends and my family, contribute more than I've ever been able to contribute to causes I care about, to people I care about. And that for me is the best case scenario. And it's kind of wild to even say that out loud because that's all come true. The best case scenario has come true. And it is possible for you that your best case scenario is also available to you. So what would the best case scenario look like for you with whatever idea, opportunity, or decision that you are sitting on right now? This might be a good time to pause this episode for you to really vocalize that and get very clear about what it would be. Not, the, not a good scenario, not an okay scenario, but really the best case scenario, the one that would blow your own mind. Okay, so that's the third question. Now, for the fourth question, just like before, you will ask yourself, now how likely is it that that best case scenario will come true? Given the type of person you are, you've really got to... Give these conditions to the question and remind yourself of that. Given the type of badass that you are, the rock star you are in life, all that you've accomplished, all that you've learned, all that you're bringing to the table, all of your qualities and gifts, your perseverance, your dedication, your strength, your your resilience, how likely is it that this best case scenario will happen? 
with 10 out of 10 being completely likely and 1 out of 10 being not at all likely. Now, this is a good time to pause and examine that, give it a number. So now you have your best case scenario identified. And you've also scaled how likely it is to happen, given how awesome of a human you are. Now, what most people will find and what you might find is that your best case scenario is more likely than your worst case scenario. You might have given your best case scenario a five, a six, a seven. Maybe your worst case scenario was just a one, two, or three. So a good follow-up for you to think about is what does that do for you? What does that open up for you? What insight do you have from that? You might realize that, wow, it's way more likely for your best case scenario to come true. So this big, gigantic fear that was this idea you had in your head has now tremendously diminished. It's shrunk down. It's gotten so tiny. That's the power of this work. That's how you process a fear. So it doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10, but you likely find that your best case scenario is so much higher. And if you find, I've never had this happen with a client, but if you find that the best case scenario is lower of a chance than your worst case scenario, so in other words, your worst case scenario is more likely to happen, then that means that we've just forgotten, you've just forgotten who you are and how amazing that you are. So you might find an opportunity to sit down and and examine what are your strengths? What are your gifts? And we have a lot of tools and exercises that we do in the academy that helps our coaches know and understand what their gifts are. Because oftentimes our gifts are so natural to us that we discredit them, that we forget what they are. But when you're around a community of people that see the real you, the version of you that doesn't have to wear a mask or pretend to be something you're not, but really you just can be your whole self. That's the type of community that helps you understand how powerful of a human you are. So if you are struggling with believing in yourself and believing in your best case scenario, one exercise I encourage you to do is to reach out to a handful of people that really believe in you, that see the best in you, very affirming people in your life. Give them a call And ask them to share what your gifts are. What do they see your greatest strengths and gifts are? And you you can even tell them it's just this weird exercise that you were invited to do from this podcast you listen to. It's okay if you share that. But I encourage you to do it because we've had coaches do this in the academy and it said it changed their life. You will be amazed at what people see in you that you might not see in yourself or you may have not seen that in yourself in a while. You are so much more powerful than you may even realize that you are, okay? Now, one, I'm going to give you one bonus question because it's so powerful when you can start to realize how your best case scenario is way more likely to happen than your worst case scenario. One question I ask, and it's one of my favorite coaching questions as well, is when was the last time that you felt unstoppable? This might be a question that when you come to answer it, it starts to boost up your score for your best case scenario happening. When was the last time in your life that you felt truly unstoppable? Think about what that is. Now, your brain might say, I don't know, or I'm not sure, or never, but that is all a lie. 
You've just got to give your brain a few moments to go on a scavenger hunt and find an example and start finding more examples. When was the last time you felt truly unstoppable? Like nothing can get in your way. Anything was possible. This might be a good moment to pause this episode and vocalize that. It's okay if you're talking to yourself. I do it all the time. (laughs) Pause and answer that question. When was the last time that you felt unstoppable? Now, as you start to connect to that memory and you start to feel that unstoppable energy in your body, because that's just energy you can create and connect to at any time, how does that support you moving forward? How could you use that unstoppable energy to move you towards where you want to be, to move you through this fear, to let this fear be there and still move forward anyway? And a lot of times we think that in order to uh, process a fear, we have to get rid of it. We have to wait till it goes away. No, you can let it be there. But the activities that we just went through in this episode are letting you look at the fear with a more clear perspective, with a more honest perspective, okay? So that is how you process a fear. Now, I want to um, encourage you all as as you go through the holiday season, as you prepare for the new year, what are some ideas and opportunities that you're considering or some goals? Because it's natural for fears to come up. How can you use the exercise in this episode to move through that? Now, I'm going to end this episode with a, um, a short story from one of our coaches inside the academy where they're going to share with you how they got into coaching, where they are going now in their business, the success they're having, and also their advice to you Um, as someone on the journey of being a coach and becoming more successful as a coach. So soak in their advice. And also do keep in mind that we are raising our tuition in the academy at the start of the new year. So if you're on the fence, then this is a great time to at the very least book your admissions call with our team so we can figure out what your goals are, see how we can support you and help you navigate um, how to move forward and deciding on your, your best path to success as a coach. So We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to support you. And if you do have some fears, then we can also use your admissions call as an opportunity to explore that and see how you can move yourself forward in the best possible way because we believe in you and we want you to be successful as a life coach. So thanks for listening. Enjoy our student story and I'll see you in the next episode. I'm Nanika Thompson. I'm the founder and principal of Mariama Consulting. About a year ago, uh, I came to a point in my career where I was ready to take the leap into entrepreneurship. It had always been something I considered, but I really felt ready to do it after 15 years working for someone else. So I decided to take my experience helping businesses improve their worker skills into my own hands. And I started my own company um, consulting, and but doing some coaching on the side. But I was never formally trained in, in coaching. So um, it was at that point where I I decided that um, I wanted to take what I was kind of doing on the side and bring it under my company, but learn how to do it right. As a consultant, there were organizations looking to hire me and they said, we want to hire you as a coach. So they were using the term coach. 
So I found Thriving Coach Academy on the ICF website and I scheduled a consultation with the admissions team. And what I learned was that the program was so comprehensive and so fast paced. Um, it was what I was looking for. I realized it was for me. And throughout the program, everything's been really interactive. The trainings have been intensive. And um, I knew that this was a place where I could progress quickly. Just a few months into the program, I discovered an amazing uh, corporate coaching opportunity, and I just decided to apply. I wasn't done with the program yet, but I went ahead anyways. Part of the interview process was mock coaching. So because Thriving has you do these Zoom practice sessions, I was already prepared. I overcoached. Like, they were like, okay, like, the coaching that you're giving us is like... <laughs> And by the end of the interview, they were so impressed, they hired me on the spot. And now I have a 12-month coaching opportunity as that I can bring under my uh, consulting business. And now I see uh, more opportunities to provide corporate career coaching, and um, I'm not even certified yet. The instruction is apt absolutely top-notch. Every professional that I work with is talented, they're engaging, and they're experienced, and they want me to win in my business. Throughout the program, you know, I was learning tools and techniques for actual coaching, but there's also this really great um, business development um, part of the course. This is the best professional development investment that I've made in myself. Um, because it's really not just a, a training program, it's an experience. And it just shows through and through by the way that the program is put together, the care and of the uh, materials, the group format, you know, I was able to build my network from the very first training session. The coaching I was doing before is nowhere what I'm doing now. And I've expanded so much from what I understand coaching to be now. Before enrolling, I thought that the training was going to be too basic. I thought I would need to invest and more business training, but I found everything under one roof. So I've been through a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, countless training programs, and Thriving Coach Academy is really stellar training. It's really a top-notch program. I would tell anyone who's considering Thriving Coach Academy that you will be blown away with the investment that you are making in yourself. It will exceed your expectations. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coaches' secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.